Where are we going? Welcome to this exclusive podcast produced by Spirit Watch Ministries that will show where life in our darkening times is now turning and how you can avoid the detours of deception through the hope of biblical truth. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 24 warned us over two millennia ago and how urgently we need to heed him now. Our host is Pastor Rafael Martinez, a seasoned Northwest Indiana-based minister, intercessor, and counter-cult apologist who will help you discern the journey of change we're all on as the last day of the last days now winds down. For more information, check out our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. Now, here's Pastor Rafael. Hello, I'm Rafael Martinez minister in the Church of God Cleveland Movement, and thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast today called Where Are We Going? It's a podcast we've created where we explore some hard questions about the deceptive and destructive power wielded by deception itself within cultism and abusive churches all around us. Deception is a powerful impulse in our world today, and that's what we're exploring within these podcasts. We've also beheld our world's cultural and geopolitical dysfunction so continually that it's led us to ask the question about just where are we going? It's one of the kinds of questions asked by so many of our times, and this is one attempt to engage those. Today, we want to elaborate a bit on that thought that our announcer gave that we are on a journey of change that should be discerned, so stay tuned. This podcast is one of the services of Spiritwatch Ministries, an outreach of discernment in our deceptive world that has been ongoing since 1993. You can learn more about us at our website, spiritwatch.org, and keep up to date using our Facebook and YouTube links there on the page as well. We're always seeking new audiences, and we appreciate the help spreading the word around your internet community about our podcast if you find these to be useful and challenging. We are now found on Spotify, Google, and Amazon podcast channels, as well as Odyssey, And if you're here visiting, we thank you so much. We are indeed going somewhere. Our introductory observation that humanity is currently on a journey of change presupposes a couple of things we ought to consider if we focus on why we do these podcasts and in turn where we hope to be going with them in the future. First of all, humanity is a work in progress. It's a constantly changing reality where a social norm could be here today and gone tomorrow. Our cultural certainty is under continual pressure to be reinvented And this deconstruction has exponentially mounted in the past 100 years of our collective conscience. People don't just take things anymore for what people say about them. They want to examine. They want to learn. They want want to change for themselves. 1923 can't be mistaken for 2023. But the history lesson is plain enough for anyone looking up long enough from their iPhone to eye things. The tension of just the past 30 trips around the sun has become so great that the family of humanity is powerfully splintering into a tribalism that redefines itself almost hourly. We are drawn into the taking of sides and the ongoing polarizing between groups of people, whether formally organized or not. We're there. It's a highly debatable pact that so much as reinvention is actually beneficial, 
to humanity, but, but it goes down anyway. It's continually on the run. Secondly, our world's so-called progress literally has indeed become a journey of change. We are a citizenry of change, whether we realize it or not. And because of our human propensity to, to just passively adapt and endure any change imposed on it, that's always been the way it is. Empires of every sort come and go, from financial institutions to baseball teams, uh, creatures of habit that we are, people these days will still just go with the flow of endless transition. The ancient Greek philosopher Heraclitus, almost 3,000 years ago, recognized this in his dry quip that there's nothing permanent except change. Change has been the mantra of the restless human animal recited everywhere from corporate training sessions to kindergarten schoolrooms. TV series come and go. The retro of life is the fashion of tomorrow. And back again. We're kept constantly on our toes waiting to walk back something, redefine our convictions, and just, quote, be the change, unquote, wherever life takes us. This endless confusion of what is right and wrong as we journey onward is applauded by our postmodern pundits and influencers as a badge of true social progress. What the atheistic journalist H.L. Mencken from a few generations back once wrote could have been blogged yesterday. Moral certainty, he wrote, is always a sign of cultural inferiority. The more uncivilized the man, the surer he is that he knows precisely what is right and what is wrong. The truly civilized man is always skeptical and tolerant in this field, as in all others. His culture is based on, I am not too sure. For Mencken, and so many, to float downstream is just simply better than to swim against the current. The ideal of real civilization is to never be certain, to critically let change go down. Above all, to never assume that the absolutes that you might be living by should be seen as binding when, as it has been restated by the skeptical times in the Eritasty proverb you hear, it's, well, that's your truth, it's not mine. It's on this stream of relativism that our world is tubing down. We blissfully escape responsibility for sound direction and cede more and more of our thinking to that of others. That is the fatal aneurysm in the mind of society today, in the frequent immersion of our mixed-up world in our societal mindset. With such uncertainty so widely enshrined in our culture, it's no wonder that one of the struggles of people these days is trying to put in our own personal perspectives into what that concept of right and wrong might actually mean to us personally. People are increasingly more and more alarmed at the consequences of exceeding tolerance in our land. We don't want to seem as if we're being judgmental, so we invest in the lifestyle wardrobe of the non-committal, and we lubricate it well enough with the fancies of cultural flexibility. In so doing, humanity has come to stand for nothing about everything all around us. But way in the back of the minds of so many is there a desire for some kind of certainty to guide life in within a confusing and mixed up world. And in such troubled times, loud voices speaking with authority are easily listened to. We intuitively understand that to stand for nothing means we can easily fall for anything that may beckon us. So, when a swarm of voices commanding our attention with terse, high definition and polarizing messages that tickle our fancies 
when they routinely circulate all around us through entertainers and social media influencers and jovial skeptics from all over, we're daily trying to have our cake and eat it too. We don't want to be intolerant, but there's that inner order within us that drives us towards seeking a belief system of some sort, an ethic, a moral framework out of which we simply have to make sense of the life and the craziness around us. The siren songs of the marketplace of ideals are in no place so well-focused as in the busy work put forth by those running for public office. Those who triumph during what we like to characterize as actual election cycles are those who master the art of easily quoted talking points advanced by a bandwagon mustering all the flesh pressing and media hype they can mount. Despite what old HL and others would complain about it, the ideal of civic skepticism is routinely ground into dust by the seductions of so many peddlers of their own lifestyles of every variety. The latest diet, fashion, and objects of love or hate are among the innumerable certainties we're offered to believe at our own personal beck and call. We can believe what we want to, but we love company and our chosen truth, don't we? This is where humanity's place in the universe has chosen to be. The social component of the human being guarantees we're going to seek out some tribe, some gathering that unites us and all of our convictions and is a basis for community in a fragmented society. That's part of the human condition and it's, as the old song really has said, the way it is. But the way things are, Spearwatch Ministries has been noting, is no guarantee that it really makes life better for us all. In fact, the way it is in our world at this moment is little more than a three-ring circus of lemmings being run through mazes not of their own creation, regardless of what it costs them. People don't think through what they get involved with all too often. Humanity is the poster child of pliability. We are all able and willing to be led by whatever seems trustworthy to us, with scarcely a concern for consequence. Our ministry has documented this as we've focused very narrowly upon the impact of cultism and spiritual deception, zeroing in on those spiritual and philosophical circles where cult leaders created their own subcultures of faith and practice, which are abusive, damaging, and above all, deceptive in their own self-representation and replication. The spiritual authority that we look to at Spearwatch Ministries, which enables our ministry perspective, is founded upon the bedrock of biblical truth. We hold that the Christian scriptures have provided a glimpse into the ways of God's approach to the humanity he created and the universe around us. The moral paradigm of his absolute lordship over everything is, we believe, defined through the history of his unfolding self-revelation in the pages of the Bible. While we're certainly aware of how this calls many a question and challenge by those who remain the ever-civilized skeptical, we're not here to argue for that just now, although it's worthy of conversations to come, which we will discuss later. For us, the Bible is a divinely inspired work of history, philosophy, and inquiry into God's mindset and heart towards his creation seen in his doings among the nations of ancient Israel and the ancient Near East. The message his son, the Lord Jesus, brought to an unbelieving world is his final word of authority in the Christian faith. And it's the light that our ministry looks to when we behold a dark world based upon even darker narratives of deception, cruelty, and blasphemy. 
a lifestyle of love, peace, and redemptive grace followed by first approaching God through His Son as His Spirit leads us will contribute to a community of people who are real, who are transparent, who are willing to serve a world nosediving into its own illogic and lustful excess of humility and, yes, love for those caught in such terrible cross-currents. Scripture alone sets forth standards of faith that serve as the spiritual guardrails for those in that kind of community in the world dominated by the evil that is routinely done in His name. This evil is done by those who, who are charismatic characters who create their own sectarian utopias of every sort, whether political, societal, or, or religious. Some of those communities are what I like to call churches, and there are places of refuge within them where this Christian community offers answers to the questions of the age. And I happen to be part of such a movement where I have sought to serve others from, a movement that has given me a grounding and support I need for myself, and let alone the ministry that we provide here. Such places, such as the church, are worth the fine and reapproachment, although I'm wearily aware that not all stand apart from influences we've had to rehearse here. Kind of the reason why people just, just stop going to church. We got, I understand that. I get it. But if anything else, our explorations of cultism in the past few years on this podcast have given us deep dives into understanding just to what depths of depravity people can be plunged into by those who demand compliance with their visions of unity, which have become nightmares of slavery. The journey of change, which cults, and of course many other social influences that we've talked about, are hurting so many along them, and they've become a death march into wildernesses too innumerable to catalog. But track them we must, and we will continue to do so. So, in the next few months, we'll be looking at the broader picture of deception taking place beyond cultism itself, as well as the exponentially spreading potential for disaster which it is exploiting. Biblical prophecy has warned us of these other horrific realities all around us, and we'd be remiss if we didn't explore them, as well as the other things we've been talking about here. Keep in mind that our mission is to take heed that no man deceive you. We want to uphold the truth about where the journey of change has already led us, and we invite you to hang with us as we continue on. Our journey to expose this darkness has only just begun. Thanks for listening today as we explore just where are we going. Our prayer is that you have been encouraged and strengthened, and if necessary, challenged in your daily journey through life. Jesus is coming. You can fall with the night, or you can rise with the sun. The choice is yours. You can email us with questions and comments at feedback at spiritwatch.org. And if you need urgent personal spiritual help, email us at help at spiritwatch.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Please follow our podcasting at our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. This podcast is a production of Spirit Watch Ministries, taking heed that no man deceives you. In the beginning, it is always dark.